0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan. Jesse, go! Icicles, Icicles. This week on Jordan Jesse Go, how far will one family go to recover a lost parrot? That story and more tonight at 11. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Special guest joining us on the program today. Uh, you probably know his work, if not his face, because he's a writer on a television program called Saturday Night Live. Uh, please welcome to the show,
2: Mr. Ryan Perez. Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, uh you're, you're, I was surprised to hear that
3: your, your voice has a kind of a more announcer quality I'm, than it does. I'm trying
2: something new for the show. <laughs> this, I can't do it. I won't be able to do this for... Longer than...
1: No, that's tough
3: to sustain.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just excited
1: Um, that you do bits. (laughs) We don't ask people to come up with cool bits for the show, but if you do come up with a great bit... Bring it out.
2: Now know, it's it's a, I, mean, I gotta, let's go. It wasn't entirely a planned bit. I was I I really was what I was like a second as soon as the intro started, I was like, Oh, what am I gonna how am I gonna should I go lower, higher, 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 lower? And I didn't know exactly what to do. It's hard to tell exactly what to do.
1: That's yeah. why we've got a segment producer here. You talk to the segment producer, you work out your anecdotes, you find the kinks, you find the laugh notes, and you do what you can. Um, it is a th- thousand degrees in los angeles today yes it is i am in a terrible mood i've got a headache i'm just i'm dehydrated <laughs> i got i got like my hair's falling off my legs i'm just i wow. my teeth are falling out i'm like keep,
3: uh, keep listening folks this is gonna get good i
1: one of these i feel like i am at this point because we i don't have air conditioning here in my house mm. i feel like at this point i am like one of those people that's crawling through the desert Like that's the physical state that I'm in that I can basically only muster crawling. Sure, like there's some,
3: some buzzards hopping alongside you. <laughs> yes, they're hopping. That's how you feel. I, like. can't
1: even, I can't even get them to circle over my head. They're just hopping alongside because they know it won't be <laughs> like, long. well, we're just going to have to land in four seconds anyways, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say the buzzards.
2: Ryan, you're wearing flannel. I am wearing flannel, which is actually I didn't intend to wear today, uh, but uh, I was uh, uh, this morning. I wore a nice uh, thin T-shirt, walked outside. <laughs> Making a telephone call outside, a bird shit on my, uh, my on, myself, your t-shirt. on my thin t shirt on my thin t shirt. Maybe the third time it's happened in my entire life. Was the t shirt so thin that you got bird shit on your skin? No, you shit on my head and oh okay, and, oh jeez, yeah. And I, I and just such a bummer, such a such a, uh, a drabble moment or something. And <laughs> uh, and so I had to go inside, and then so I went into the into the uh, into the the prop closet. Got this here You, uh, this. Uh,
3: you sometimes uh, Before you worked at Saturday Night Live And currently oh, I guess I, I, You work uh, at Funny should, or Die
2: I should explain Yeah I, I do work at Funny or Die uh, 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 Directing periodically And so uh, I have this uh, I went into the Prop closet and Grabbed this flannel And so uh, This was not what I intended to wear Today you guys Yeah flannel <laughs> plus Plus corduroy I see uh, Yeah that what I intended To wear That's just a pants That bag. was your mistake Exactly <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Now
3: I, I mean I guess I, I, I wanted to say That you would work at Funny or Die Because I didn't want People thinking you were Going into the prop closet at SNL and maybe people anticipating you were going to end up uh, wearing
2: the ghillie outfit <laughs> or possibly a cone head. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should. This is uh, Garth's flannel. Oh, I should let you know wow. That this is Garth's flannel. Yeah. Garth's great. Is Garth yeah.
1: one of the cone heads?
2: Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. Well, we, yeah. we've sorted that out. <laughs>
1: sure. Um, I guess the moral of this story is that I am ill equipped to deal with. What is, it's hot outside, but it's not crazy hot. We were, last week uh on the east coast of the United States, you were talking about temperatures in the hundreds. That's what I hear, Boston, yeah, in the hundreds, yeah. We're not looking at that here, we're looking at 90, 89, 91. <laughs> uh, I was in Las Vegas over the weekend and it was sweltering. Holy mackerel. But, you know. But you were wearing the Liberace shit from the Liberace prop closet. <laughs> yes, I was after that bird shit on you. I guess uh, I guess it's going to be fine though, right? It's night is falling. We're going to relax, cool out, enjoy a mango rita
3: <laughs> <laughs> Or oh god, every time uh every time I go to the uh to the airport, the uh kind of designated Mexican restaurant in the airport, and this doesn't and this doesn't you know, this isn't like oh every El Torito has this. Every just Mexican restaurant in an airport uh has a big sign provided by I guess Corona, and uh, it's encouraging you to come in for Rona's and Rita's. (laughs) Coronas and Margarita's. Uh, how, How awful a person do you have to be to refer to it as Rona's or casually say to your friends, who's up for some Rona's
1: and Rita's? I'm impressed that the Corona people are horning themselves. They're like, well, what do people like at Mexican restaurants? Yeah. Margarita's. How can we get in on that action? And after they failed at making some sort of Corona-based margarita, they just decided to link them inextricably with the unforgettable catchphrase, come on in for Rona's and Rita's.
2: Yeah. Now is it is this sign where it says Runners and Readers, is this a, a printed sign or is it just written on a chalkboard uh, scrolled on a No chalkboard?
3: this is a banner and they all look the same and I have an iPhone picture of it I can pass around so okay. maybe it will uh it'll jar some memories for you Pass it uh, first
1: first to Ryan <clears throat> and then Ryan will pass it to me and then I will pass it to the listener Oh you know my my phone's out of battery so that's not going to work But okay.
3: trust me we can put it on the we'll put it in the forum Great
1: for this show we'll But no this is, the is the a forum, printed banner and
3: readers. they are all identical I've been in, I was in the uh airport Uh, of State College, Pennsylvania the other day, they had this And I was also uh, in the Boston airport and
2: they also had Well, this this. is, because it strikes me as something that's a a manufactured, uh, this is not something people actually say, let's have Rona's and Rita's.
3: I have not heard it in the wild.
2: I don't think
4: there's... And
3: I am, and to to be fair, I'm around douchebags a fair amount. (laughs) (laughs) I spend a fair amount of my time around douchebags and I have not heard anyone casually
1: say Rona's and Rita's. I kind of think that maybe Rona's and Rita's would be more something you would hear if you worked on the style channel than
2: on fuel you're saying I this think is a for, thing a
1: gay man might say
3: no
2: a douche
1: might
3: say oh okay
2: rona and rita was a great show in uh a, on a abc in, in ABC the 70s of, yeah Tyne Daly and, Daily and um, <laughs> michael mckeon michael mckeon <laughs> rona, rona and rita
1: michael mckeon played rona <laughs> in drag
3: yeah oh what a funny pair uh, yeah they worked in that factory uh, sure yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, So, so yeah, I would actually, maybe maybe that's an action item for people. Have you heard Rona's and Rita's in the real world, or is this just a marketing thing that people hope catch on?
1: I don't think there is any marketing thing more offensive than marketing that suggests a familiar tone, something everyone's been talking about that they just made up out of whole cloth. Like I don't think there is, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken changes its name to KFC. Fair enough, people call it KFC. But when you get down to Ronas and Ritas, you can't give nicknames to things that don't that aren't things. You can't skip straight to nicknaming something.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: I, I saw. I actually saw something along these lines
3: uh, uh, on the way over here. I saw a billboard for A.M.P.M and it's encouraging you to go to a website i think it's a facebook slash website uh so you can check out uh the AMPM secret menu uh now i'm (laughs) guessing they're kind of trying to capitalize off the idea that like in and out burger has a secret menu everybody likes to talk about in and out burgers you know oh if you say this secret code you can get extra pickles or if you say this secret code you can get it wrapped in lettuce i think they are under the impression that people like that but i think it's I've not visited this AMPM website, but I think it's just gonna be something like, you know, instead of filling a cup with soda, fill it with nacho cheese. You know, like, oh, this is
1: the AMPM secret menu. Well, anyway. on a hot day like this I can see the appeal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, just a just a big gulp full of nacho cheese. If they give you one of those stru- straws with the spoon at the bottom, sure. Yeah. Go well, for it.
3: Now, Ryan, you uh I I feel kinship. Uh, to you for uh, for a number of reasons one our uh, our hispanic heritage mm-hmm. that 's the main one. Uh, we both
2: both very light skinned Mexicans. Yeah, yeah, we
3: are. Um, but you two grew up in Orange County uh, and and now live in L. A. Um, how how are you finding the New York weather? I know that's 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 a huge huge change for someone as, who's never lived anywhere else.
2: Yes, as a Southern California native, it's a little bit it's a little harsh. This was a uh, exceptionally long winter, from what I understand. Mm. Uh, started around November, and I think it's still uh, it went clear. Still might be going on clear from autumn to spring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this year. Uh, I don't know if it was long or harsh or whatever, but people that I talked, I was like, "Is this a normal uh, winter?" And they seem to go, oh, "No, this is a little bit a little bit longer, a little bit a little bit uh, uh, harsher than usual." So uh, I don't. Uh, that was all I dealt with, and no one tells you that when you're that that basically that show is just made during the winter. You know, Saturday like, Night Live. yeah, it's just made, it's just it's a winter show. That's when it's made, and so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I it was, I just had to deal with the winter, which I never really uh, dealt with. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I didn't grow up around snow or anything like I that. I think in so. the early
1: days, it was because cocaine was seasonal, like a papaya, yeah, and you <laughs> needed uh, Jim Belushi and Garrett Morris to come to the set, yeah.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 real good indoor uh, drug weather. Uh and uh yeah. Yeah, and cocaine is an indoor drug.
3: It's not something you're going to do outside in the
2: park. You don't want to take cocaine to the to to Yosemite. <laughs>
3: oh, no, you don't. That big uh driving through that big redwood's going to freak you out.
1: That's Yellowstone. Where do you drive through the big redwood? The drive-through tree. Oh yeah, the drive-through tree. I don't think that's in either Yellowstone. I don't think it's in one of the, I think that's in one of the lesser national park national or probably even maybe even a state or perhaps even uh municipal park. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Santa Inez, California. Okay. Yeah, this is just a tree. Park. This is a tree near my house that was hit by lightning. Yeah. The drive-through tree really is that's, that is pretty great to drive through a tree. I think we can all agree on that I never right? I've
2: never been to the drive-through tree that's an uh, I'm sorry are you from the state of California or I, I've never been I, you know I've been you know you're I, throwing
1: your life away you're Perez. from
2: Northern California yeah
1: I'm from San Francisco
2: okay I've been I have been to, to uh, up in Northern California a handful of times and have not been to the drive through uh, the drive- through tree. So beautiful, have
1: beautiful country, beautiful tree, really nice hole in the middle
2: of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised. I feel
1: like it's just kind
2: of
3: a quintessential. I grew up in California. Vacation is everybody piling into the whatever, whatever, and going to drive through this tree. Old it's like a cut. Sure, it's like I mean, it's like a five second ordeal uh, at a very long drive, no matter where
1: where you are. And I there's think no an doubt that the correct noun is ordeal. Sure, this when you between the start and the finish. It may take you five seconds, but it feels like a month of continuous nightmares. It's like doing salvia, from what I understand. Ah, uh, what's what salvia? So, you're not familiar with salvia? No, this is this a, a cleanse of some kind. No, no, this is a drug people enjoy doing. Mm. Yeah, this is a drug. Actually, last time Andrew WK was on the Sound of Young America, uh, he was excited about it. Uh, essentially, uh, from my understanding, I've certainly I've never used salvia. Um, and I, I, I would imagine that you have Ryan, given your Hispanic heritage, but Big tie, every Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> tamales, tamales, tamales and salvia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but salvia, it's like a, it's a drug that you smoke. It's like an herb that mm. you smoke, and the high is very brief. It only lasts a minute or two. Uh, but when you're experiencing, it seems to last hours, and you, it's sort of like exposes your you feel like the most, it's sort of like you lose your sense of self and you uh, feel insignificant in the face of the universe and you sort of like experience that the universe is God in the face of you. And someone else videotapes you and then posts it on YouTube.
3: (laughs) Oh, this is part of the drug experience. Yeah,
1: because it's the perfect, it's the YouTube generation's drug because the high only lasts a couple of minutes. Mm, They have short attention spans. And because people totally flip the fuck out. Yeah. Oh man. It was legal for a while. I believe they've have, they've have made it illegal. But for a long time it was le- until like a year or two years ago it was legal just because they hadn't bought
2: it had not yet been made illegal. Okay. So just by def- it just kind of slipped through the uh the cracks of uh legislation. Yeah, I,
1: from all accounts, I have not heard anyone say that it's a it's like a pleasant experience. It's one of these it's one of these drugs I think people do because uh They've just they've done the other drugs, (laughs) you know, they go up to the counter and they're like, what you
2: got? Yeah. What's
1: new? Yeah. What came in this week?
2: I don't know. It sounds like a completely unpleasant experience to me from what I understand about, you know, uh, mental health. The uh, the experience of being a crazy person
1: mm-hmm.
2: and something like what you're describing are basically the same. right? And therefore, so you're saying, I, I would like to be crazy for a minute. I would like to think like a crazy person for a minute, which to me just sounds unpleasant. It doesn't sound This is great. sort
1: of like, I think it's, like a, I think it's sort of in, in a way the star fruit of drugs in that it's something that you get from your grocer and he says to you, hey, guess what we've got? Why don't you give it a try? The salvia is something where... (laughs) Then this is a scenario where we go to the grocery store and have a conversation with someone who works there. Yeah, well, the grocer, the green grocer. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, from the Channel 5 News. I do, I do know this. (laughs) <laughs> he tells you what fruits are in season.
3: Well, you were just trying to relate to Ryan, who has a New Yorker now just strolls down the street and picks up something from Giuseppe's apple cart. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. that something, yes, oh, it's something it's you all guys cart do. Shop. Right.
2: I do all the cart shopping. Sure. Um, I only eat it. I only. I don't. I made a rule for myself. I said as soon as I land, uh, as soon as I land there, I'm not going to eat anything that's not on wheels.
1: <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. You've had to put a lot. Of, you've had to carry wheels with you now to put it because very few foodstuffs are actually on wheels. If I go in
2: a restaurant, I say uh, let's put let's get these wheels under this table before I. I eat it. We're always we're always going to be in motion.
3: Sure. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's like when you invite a vegan over to dinner. It's kind of a pain in the butt. You're yeah. like, is there some place I can put these wheels?
2: Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's God. Speaking of vegans, they are a pain in the butt. Sure, <laughs> they seem like
3: nice folks. Vegans. Right? They'll usually bring something of their own if they're having dinner at your house, right? Is that your, been your experience with vegans? No. Okay. <laughs> You're saying
1: pain in the butt. Yeah. Okay. Because what are you going to cook? Anything that's good that doesn't have meat in it has cheese in it. That's just the <laughs> reality of the situation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's just the facts. Yeah. Uh, I think, Jesse, you just cemented a- an
3: inbox full of lentil soup recipes <laughs> for yourself there. <laughs> Man, hey.
1: good luck deleting all those. Hey, look, lentil soup has ham in it. If you're making it right, <laughs> yeah.
2: I appreciate the vegans. You know, I, I if that's your uh, the way you want to eat, fine. Just don't try to fool me into thinking that what you're eating is good. T- tastes good. That's and don't, and, don't, and don't try to fool yourself. There are a lot yeah. of there are a lot of say, Just say before you take a bite of
3: your temp or whatever. Well, time to eat my shitty food. You have to say that out
2: loud. Yeah. Be willing to suffer, take the responsibility for the suffering you're inflicting upon yourself, and don't, don't, don't lie about it. That's There's a I'm lot saying.
1: to admire in a vegetarian or vegan. It yeah, I'm d- sure. It dramatically reduces their carbon footprint, for example, yes. for yes. people who are concerned about their carbon footprint. Uh, and it dramatically it, it decreases their uh, intake of things that taste good, Yeah. <laughs> tasty things. Yeah. That's not true. Fresh fruits and vegetables, a star fruit. The salvia plant, <laughs> <laughs> salvia <Sure>. divinorum, whippets. <laughs> That's another thing. I had these. Uh, I had if, these. R- what if you invited a vegan over to your house for a big dinner and you said, "Oh gosh, I'm so sorry, we're serving tri-tip," and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll, I, I I'll brought a something. bag full of whippets." I,
3: these whippets. <laughs> I had these college roommates who uh, were super into whippets, and I could. It seems like. Such an ordeal. to, And it's one of the. Like you described salvia when you started describing it. Like, oh, the high only lasts a couple of minutes. Uh, you describe the intensity, but whippets to me, which is getting high off the CO2 that people use for like whipped cream cans. Yeah. Uh, it's brief and. Uh, and it's brief and slight, but it has this massive brain killing potential. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, just yeah, I monstrous can, brain yeah, killing. Yeah, I can
1: never wrap my brain around what. What the benefit of whippets are, like, versus pot. I once saw a performance at the uh, New York Sketch Fest. Uh, The New York Sketch Fest, we went and did the Santa Young America there, and uh, they have this sort of after-the-festival midnight show where each group is supposed to perform one thing that was just too crazy to put in their show or too nutty to put in their Mm. show. And um, I saw a, a duo whose names I will leave out of this uh, perform a sketch, and I'm using sketch in the absolute loosest terms possible. Which was the two of them. Having this was a- Jeff
3: Dunham and Blackie, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> this is the these are this is the two performers. <laughs> yeah, Blackie the lazy black. That's what it is.
2: <laughs> What's Jeff Dunham's actual what black puppet's name? Puppets. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but Blackie's not far off.
1: Pimpsworth yeah. Gold Teeth or something like that. <laughs> sure. Um. He, these two, these two people, a gentleman and a lady, their sketch was them having a contest to see who could do the most whippets on stage in a row. Mm. And it actually, I have to admit, was pretty amusing. Oh, sure. (laughs) Because they were a mess. They, they were falling all over
3: everywhere.
0: Did You
2: get, get real dizzy, and uh, that's why right?
0: they, yeah. they
1: got dizzy and crazy, and they were falling over. Was there a
3: premise to the sketch beyond like we're going to do whippets now? Was there were they was
1: there a narrative there, and characters? I think there was a countdown. Okay. Like three, two, one, whippets. All right. Um, they were both compelling performers, certainly. Sure, you know they've they're they're, they're very successful performers. God bless them. And Blackie's great. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh i
3: have i have a I finally have a...
1: someone satirizing african americans laziness and enthusiasm for gold teeth sure. <laughs> no sacred cows with dunham we talked about jeff dunham and maybe a little too much on the show lately do you think so yeah i think the fact that we've talked about jeff dunham at all sure
2: did you know he collects? <laughs> he's, he's in the Zeitgeist, though. Yes. No, he's,
3: he's, if by Zeitgeist you mean the Mirage at Vegas, <laughs> that's what I mean. He's in the Zeitgeist
1: room at the Mirage. <laughs> the
2: zeitgeist
3: Cocktail Lounge. Uh, he
1: collects. Uh, he collects ventriloquist dolls. I just like from history. Oh wow! So he's, oh, kind, he's like a. Like he's got like King Tats ventriloquist doll <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> sure. uh. Uh, he, rep- he repairs them in his shop. It's what it's what he does when he wants to get away from it all. And by it all, I mean his money. <laughs> sure,
3: he's an archivist.
1: Sorry, I didn't sorts. mean to derail you there, Jordan. Oh Come
3: God, on. I totally forget what I was. Oh, uh, whippets? Yeah, Las Vegas. What was I talking you a about? Whip-
2: I think you had something on whippets.
3: <sighs> oh yeah, I have a, uh, I have a sketch group uh, here in L.A. And I kind of had the idea for a uh, sketch on the yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of manufactured slogans uh i i had an idea for a sketch on the bros icing bros phenomenon and kind of had the idea that the bro being iced in the sketch would actually have to do it uh i'm wondering a has the ship sailed on this is it time to just stop talking about this altogether? and b is it a good idea to drink several smirnoff ices on stage in a you know span of five minutes
2: I mean, if you do it last in the show, I don't see it. Yeah, the, the the phenomenon now. I'm I'm uh, uh, paranoid. Uh, I believe that this is a 100% uh, corporate uh, conceived uh, phenomenon. Sure, but other people have told me no, 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 it's not. Uh, it, it it didn't happen. Um, uh, or it, uh, rather, the um, uh, people it's, just came. Oh, ra- this this, this, yeah,
3: yeah, this came about
2: organically. Exactly. I don't think the ship has sailed.
3: Okay, you think maybe still, 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 still available to be poked fun at.
1: Now, for sure. those who don't know, Bros Icing oh, sure. Bros is something created by Smirnoff <laughs> Ice, where uh, two gentlemen with frosted tips will cup each other's balls <laughs> yeah. and tickle them.
3: Sure. Yeah. It's a and then later and yell Smirnoff Ice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to. I forgot to explain it for the people who
1: might not be internet savvy. That's you know, what the... you exclaim upon ejaculation. <laughs> sure, smeared <laughs> off ice. So yeah, I want to do this on stage. That's called icing your bro. Sure, you you. When you ejaculate upon it's your, it's like bro. icing a cake. You <laughs> right. You ice a bro with your ejaculate. I don't think you can. I think that this uh, number one. I'm I I don't support it because I'm I like Ryan Perez believe that it's almost certainly uh, corporate mind control. Um, I believe that whoever, you know, even if it wasn't someone who was directly working for Smirnoff who created this, they were probably a sleeper agent, which I think is what we <laughs> determine This when So this is a Chuck is, 2.0 situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is someone with a computer chip controlling their mind. Sure. <laughs> um, and the other problem is it might lead to an onstage disaster of some kind. Yeah, like a barfing. Like a barfing situation. I, in fact, I actually wanted to, on the subject of onstage disasters, I have a question for you, Jordan. Yes. Which is that I was watching some of your hilarious videos for Fuel TV's The Daily Habit. Sure. Which I do frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Jordan's hilarious videos for Fuel
2: TV's The Daily Habit. Watch these videos if you haven't seen <laughs> Jordan. Run to your computer. computer. If you like laughing, fun,
1: or action... Those are the three. Those are the
2: three characters. If you like the celebrity being in on it, not necessarily in on it, it's both ways. You can yeah, do both ways.
1: It'll switch sometimes halfway through, back yeah. and forth, <laughs> depending on their, their the flights of their mood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I watched a video on the internet. And This is something else we can post, and someone will post a link to this in the forum, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a video of you and our friend Chris Fairbanks, the brilliantly funny Chris Fairbanks, visiting this thing called Lucha Vavoom. Here in Los Angeles,
3: yeah, uh, Lucha Voom is, uh, is a is a kind of a yeah, maybe bi yearly thing in L.A. Uh, happens downtown, um, and it is uh, Mexican wrestling plus uh, plus burlesque dancing. Uh, I think it kind of started out as something that the you know kind of mid thirties Pompadour Smiths crowd was into, and now it's yeah, just kind of just kind of a thing that you know the mid thirties crowd goes to
1: sure. Uh, and it's totally fun. This is a, this is a a classic retro ironic. Sure. Uh, it has all the qualities that a person who lives, lived in Los Angeles since the age of 37. And, and perhaps at some point it's one demographic younger than the people who have the atomic themed homes. Yeah. Yeah. um, but uh, yeah, okay. So I think we've I think we've got the picture. These people might have a one of those, um, one of those wallet chains with the with the balls on it, like yeah, it might, like sure, it, like you would use to connect a stopper to your sink.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's not exactly the the all the all fedora crowd, but it's it's a, it's approaching that. It's right. Yeah,
3: okay. it's 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 definitely they're definitely orbiting that crowd. Yeah, is yeah. that is that in New York? Do they? Do, does that does that swallow tattoo red cherry dress thing exist? Does that I, I, Seems like they would have outclassed it over I, there. By I haven't now. seen as much of it. I think okay. I think
2: Hollywood. I think the idea of Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> I think Los Angeles
1: is undoubtedly the epicenter sure. of that. Yeah.
3: Uh, maybe San Diego. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. That's okay. It's, it's, it, we're splitting hairs, right? Um. Anyway, but this is a very fun thing, and San certainly San Diego the, because of the naval influence, right? Exactly. Certainly, the Mexican wrestling is actually impressive, and you know, uh, you know, a but saucy but lady doing a
1: dance. We is, should be clear. It's fun to look. It's look not at. actually Mexican wrestling.
3: I think they are actual Mexican wrestlers.
1: Really? Yeah, I think so. I think or that would explain why in the video that I watched it, they were surprisingly good at it. Yeah, I are don't, I don't like the wrestling? idea. I am. I'm a. Li- I'm pretty uncomfortable with the idea of uh, white people going to see Mexican wrestling. Uh, because they think that the masks are funny or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is a key building block of this phenomenon, sure. though it may have transcended it.
3: I No, I think it may have started out as that. The thing I was, I was fine with it, I feel like we were actually watching something cool and fun. Okay. Uh... uh but yes, sure. There's a little bit of meh to it. Okay. Uh Ronas and Rita's. Sure. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh anyway, so so the the bit we arranged with the Lucha Vavoom people, uh, was that Chris Fairbanks and I would be the guest announcers. And the uh guest announcer or the announcers in a Lucha Vavoom are usually like some people from the kind of early nineties. Uh, kind of Largo focused yes. uh, alt comedy. I saw I Dana
2: looked, Gould. Uh, Dana Gould, Blaine Capatch.
3: Yeah, Blaine Capatch uh, was in this one. Yeah. Uh, so was Tom Kenny. Yes, I saw him do it. Uh, anyways, um, so they're like, "Oh, well, you guys will take over for them for a match, and that'll be that'll be kind of what you'll make the piece about as you guys, you know, asking advice on how to be ring announcers and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, anyways, so, so, uh, Chris Fairbanks and I did this, and kind of what we were planning in the car on the way over was, like, oh, we should suck at this. Like, that, wouldn't that be funny if we just, like, didn't know what to do, and we're saying all this weird stuff, like, when that guy's going over to the one side of the ring, and whoa, he fell down for a reason, you know, like, do that. Sure. And then we got there, and there were so many people, and, like, such enthusiasm, uh, that we are like, I don't want to mess this up, like... Yeah. Like, we just felt awful that we had even thought to just do a bad job on purpose. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we we ran to this place to eat, and we just frantically jotted down jokes, uh, you know, something maybe we should have been doing all day, right. like, was thinking about this. Anyway, so uh, we get there, and uh, we do the thing, and I think it started out reasonably well, but by the end
1: of this thing, people were angrily booing us. Now, how did you get introduced? Did they say from Fuel TV, the uh, action sports network? Uh,
3: yes, this may be a factor. Uh, uh, and I'm not putting any of the blame on Blaine Capach, who was very nice throughout the whole thing and He's actually nice supportive guy. of us throughout the thing. But, yes, they did say, here to try their hand at ring announcing from Fuel TV, uh, Jordan and Chris. and I. So I think that may have like started the crowd off on like, You fucking Hollywood. You know, uh, that may have been the toot in the room.
1: Sure. Sure. First they fucking push Avatar on us and then it's the TV.
2: Exactly. Sure. Trying to make Kristen Stewart a star and then they bring (laughs) their...
3: We
1: want
2: nothing to do with her,
3: said
1: this crowd. Uh, Very good in Adventureland, wasn't she? She was quite good in Adventureland. Thank you very much. Whoa. Uh, She was good in Adventureland. You see Adventureland? I did see Adventureland. I thought she was quite good in it. Uh,
5: sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: anyway, so we got booed, and kind of insult to injury, uh, we were. We immediately went outside. We didn't want to watch the rest of the thing. We didn't want to be in the room. We didn't want to get beat up. Uh, uh, Zoe Deschanel walks out and gives us this like. Oh, no, thanks a fucking lot assholes look. So anyways. Oh jeez. And you know, from, 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 from those that, big beautiful eyes. From those from those
1: those pixieish baby blues. Uh yeah. So that's some, some laser like daggers of hipster condescension. I
3: can't even yeah, her and she and she immediately locked arms with Ben Gibbard and they I don't know. Is that who she's dating? <laughs> that's somebody, uh, right? Connor Oberst. Maybe Connor Oberst. <laughs> Maybe uh Maybe El
1: Santo.
2: Yeah. Maybe uh, um, Danger Mouse. I hear they're getting uh, getting married uh, on the uh, on on, t- on the top of a hand drawn flower. <laughs> 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 we'll be back in just a
1: second. Join Jesse Co. Love you. Love you. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
3: Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Ryan, you get to come up with a nickname.
2: Uh, can I be uh, the, the Slammer?
1: The Slammer, that's great. <laughs> yeah, because you're a, 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 you're a Pog. Pog enthusiast. You're a collectible yeah. Pog, a highly particularly valued <laughs> Pog. In the deck of Pogs that <laughs> is Jordan,
2: Jesse, Go. Sure, you're the you're Slammer. You are the most
1: valuable. You're a stainless steel Slammer. One of the best Slammers you can get.
2: Uh, yeah, pa- yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to think of what, what my design would be, a Tori Slammer. Hologram? Uh, yep, yeah, you got it. Holofoil? Body Glove logo. <laughs> 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 I feel
4: um, like
3: Body Glove made a popular POG at one point. Like, oh, we're going
1: to move away from wetsuits. And towards Pogs, towards. into the Pog industry. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took a look at those trend lines and they how, said...
3: How far reach... I mean, I know we're all, from, we're all from
1: California, so maybe we don't know, but how far reaching was Pogs? I think Pog was... Well, I mean, w- it depends what you're talking about. Are we talking about the game or are we talking about pineapple orange guava juice? <laughs> <laughs> no, I
3: mean, that's clearly enjoyed... Internationally. Around the world. Around the world.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Can it, do you have any evidence of Pogs being a non-California thing ever? I think it's a national fe- – I think it was a national phenomenon. Born in Hawaii.
2: Mm. I, all I remember uh, – there was – they did mention it on The Simpsons once, which made, leads me to believe that it was outside of California. Okay.
1: Just like <laughs> yeah. Uh Ryan, you
3: were doing – I mean, the, the, I, I should say maybe podcast listeners probably know uh, there's two kind of popular Huelhauser impressions kind of going around the podcastosphere. James Adomian is doing one uh, on Comedy Death Ray. Uh, Dana Gould is doing one on the Adam Carolla show. Mm. Uh, Ryan, you, were a, you have a you
2: impression a of course, is doing one right? on
1: California's Gold.
2: Sure. He's doing one. I don't think... You know what? I don't know if I... I may have done a Huelhauser. I never did a Hauser on stage.
3: Okay. Yeah. What am I thinking of? Is there someone... I'm probably thinking of Yan can cook. Else.
1: You did Yan Can Cook. If Yan Can Cook, so can you. <laughs> Maybe we've just casually talked about before.
3: I think before. we
2: probably, like everyone, you talk about Hulhouser and you do Hulhouser to each other. I've met Hulhouser.
1: Oh, and, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, a very nice man.
2: Yeah, right, uh, did you, Where'd you meet him?
1: Uh, I met him. He came to a party I threw. Oh, wow. We invited him. He came. Uh, it was the launch party for Put This On. We sent Huel, we're like I sent I sent out a tweet as a joke. Hey, uh, I'm inviting I'm inviting celebrities to the Put This On launch party. Does anyone have Hulhouser's email address? And someone emailed me. Uh, someone immediately messaged me with Hauser's email address. So I said, "Well, given that, I'd better invite Hauser to my party." And I did. And he came. And he was super, super nice. And he was just like he is on television. All in uh, linen, if I remember correctly. I think he was wearing kind of, I think he was wearing a party shirt, like a camp shirt. Okay. Um, he was he was definitely wearing a linen pant. There's no doubt about that. Sure, he invited uh, my colleague Adam Lissigore, uh from you from our friends. You look nice today, and uh, the video guy. I've put this on. Uh, invited him to lunch, and they went to a secret lunch spot in the police department. <laughs> <laughs> That is great. God, it must be great. And Adam
2: said it was so cool.
1: He said it was great. And everybody knew who Huel was and gave him his, like, secret special. And it was fantastic.
2: Say what you want about Huel. You know, you might think, hey, this guy's a, uh, you know, whatever, a dork, a nerd, whatever. He knows a all geek. the all the spots a in the poindexter. city. A Poindexter, a Poindexter, a real you know, real high waisted, uh, <laughs> you know, fancy man. He probably knows more about the about uh, California and the little pockets of great uh, places to go than anyone anyone uh, go around. He makes it his business. He does.
1: <laughs> um, I want to ask you, Ryan. I don't know what direction you came from to get here, yes. and I don't need to know. Uh huh. So don't go off on one of your patented rants about mm-hmm. what direction. You're thinking of Dennis Leary. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, did you happen? Did either of you guys on your way here or here in the neighborhood uh, happen to encounter any literature uh, or promotional materials regarding a certain gray parrot named Lola?
3: We have not. I mean, I didn't. I can't speak for Ryan. I'm
2: sorry. We didn't come together. No promotional materials. No.
1: Okay, there is a parrot missing in my neighborhood. This is the biggest thing to hit my neighborhood, Silver Lake, since Beck moved in in 1997. <laughs> this is this is shaking <laughs> the, this yeah. neighborhood to its very foundation. This is a Northridge earthquake of breaking <laughs> pet news. Mm. The fact that this parrot is missing. Uh, Lola. Lola, the gray parrot. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. I know Lola the parrot. Not personally. We're not close friends. (laughs) But I take my dog for a walk multiple times every day, at least twice, sometimes three times in a given day. And sometimes I walk down my street here in the beautiful hills of Silver Lake, California, and I walk past certain fancy houses. And there's one fancy house with huge picture windows in the entire front of the house. And they have two parrots. And they have a huge parrot cage in that picture window so you can see the parrots there sometimes they're flying around the house if the people are home so i am familiar with these two parrots now a week or so ago i am awakened not really awakened but i i was out of bed but still in a stupor it was 901 a.m my telephone rings i answer it it's a robocall now normally i we get some weird robocalls here i just usually hang up on them but I did, it had a number attached to it, um, and I just listened to it for some reason. And it was a woman's voice, and she said, Hello, your neighbor at 2694 Silverwood Terrace has lost a pet. The pet is a gray parrot named Lola, four years of age, or 12 years of age. If you see the pet, please contact they're offering a two thousand dollar reward now i don't know if you guys have ever received a fucking robo call yeah. about a missing pet phone banking a missing pet is new to me That's... that is new to me now if it had stopped at phone banking it would have been remarkable enough but it did not stop at phone banking it continued on to mobile billboards Not only is every telephone pole within a mile of my house covered in pictures of this parrot, which, frankly, looks like a parrot. They could have just written, missing Lola, parrot, looks like a parrot. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Jesse, that's racist. I don't think people can just, it's not like the difference between a Chihuahua and a Pekingese. Sure, sure. It looks like a bird, a colorful (laughs) bird. Um, not only is every single, uh, not only is every single telephone pole covered in posters for this missing parrot. There are mobile billboards parked at key intersections, multiple key intersections in my neighborhood for this parrot. Did I mention that this is a parrot, a type of bird?
3: <laughs> yeah, the most hard to find pet there is. I always feel like it's futile when I see the lost bird. Uh, Birds signs. can fly. Oh, hey. You're preaching to the choir. They're on this out of here, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. A couple of thoughts. Do you think that for future robo robo calls, a celebrity should do the voice?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's how. That's how. Danny you-
3: Glover comes to mind yeah. immediately.
1: Sure. That's how you get people to turn out for Jerry Brown for governor. Sure. You gotta get a celebrity involved. You gotta yeah. get maybe Jewel. How about Jewel? Yeah, <laughs> Jewel. she's great. Terrence yeah. Howard. Yeah, <laughs> Terry. I
3: hear he's difficult to work with. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. <laughs> I'll give Terry. I a don't call. know if he'll do parrots. Yeah, he'll, just, he'll do. He'll do a rock slash soul album. Yeah, but will he do parrots? Don't know. Uh, and do you think this is is this a viral marketing campaign? <laughs> No, because I am no this parrot. Okay. I know that this is a real parrot.
2: Okay, since you know you this is not a celebrity parrot. This is not uh, it could, Well, the parrot itself, I presume. I've never watched not Bird
1: Notice.
3: Is there a famous <laughs> yeah, parrot on <laughs> Bird Notice? I think
1: there is. I think there is. I think Bruce Campbell's character has a famous parrot. Mm. It's sort of his sidekick. Mm. He does the driving. This might be, might be it then.
3: <laughs> but
2: so this is there's not a tremendous amount of uh, money. Like for instance, if uh, you know, if tomorrow uh, Tony Romo went missing, uh, you know there would be a lot of signs and billboards up saying, "Hey, let's get Tony," because there's a lot of money involved. Wait, there. Tony Romo or Tony Roma? <laughs> Either one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the football guy or the, the ribs guy? The rib impresario. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, uh, so I'm assuming that a um, reward one onion ring loaf <laughs> <laughs> that the parrot uh, Lola is not a fan, not an acting parrot, not from an acting dynasty or anything. Uh, and then, so my only other assumption is that there are drugs in the parrot, drugs inside the parrot. Oh yeah,
1: but <laughs> that's, that's
3: yeah.
2: How do you do? I you mean, enough to just, finance phone just,
1: banking. What are we talking about? This must be valuable.
3: It's probably drug. a super drug. It's probably not. some sort of long lasting quippet <laughs> do they do they they think they just shove it up the parrot's butt maybe that's maybe that's what it is yeah it seems like that would take a skilled hand like a diamond
1: cutter's hand who did you say (laughs) (laughs) to shove to shove a whip it up a parrot's butt well a super whip it certainly the call was from
2: whom it was from (laughs) it was from aerobics (laughs) <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> but it was it like uh the the, the S, uh, spca or a, 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 um, uh just or was just the, a personal? they did not identify uh, themselves uh, they provided
1: okay. a contact telephone number uh. uh but they did not identify themselves but i know this to be a real parrot now is the is the parrot's owner successful in show business mm-hmm Unlikely. I don't live in an affluent neighborhood. I live in a what you might call an upper middle class neighborhood. So these are not these are not these are not multimillionaires. These are like if successful yeah. event planners. Yeah, these are people uh, largely. These large houses in my neighborhood yeah. are occupied by people who make one hundred and twenty thousand
2: dollars a year, not one point two million dollars. Sure. A in the year. Hollywood Hills, there's there's parrot calls every day. You can't keep the parrot calls from coming in. Yes. Zoe pres- Deschanel it's a has lost people, her python.
1: People yeah. actually let their parrots loose so <laughs> yeah. they can demonstrate to their neighbors <laughs> that their they can get a to robocall. afford a, exactly. a, a phone bank for to, to obtain this parrot. But what's here is a question that I have about this whole situation. They've got two or more. I've only seen two mobile billboards in action right now. They've got literally thousands of signs all over my neighborhood. This is a love. parrot. They're phone banking on behalf of this parrot. But the reward is $2,000? <laughs>
3: yeah, it <laughs> seems like they've in already invested more than $2,000 on if the finding
1: of If I found it. this parrot, blackmail is where I would go. Yeah. I would ra- hold this parrot for ransom. I would blackmail the owners. I would find out a secret about the owners that only the parrot and the owners no. know. Yeah, I'm sure it's the parrot, so embarrassing. parrot can talk. I'm
3: sure it's heard something incriminating. Like, hey, yeah, well, you know what they say dead parrots tell no tales. Sure. <laughs> like the Bay of the Parrot's going, Time to go cheat on my wife.
1: Because that's what the husband says before he walks out the door. Yeah, and he gives the parrot a treat each time, which is really his fatal mistake. Sure. Every time he says it, he gives the Encourage parrot a treat. It. So it encourages the parrot to remember that phrase. Yeah. To remember and reproduce mm-hmm. that, that, was, that phrase.
2: That was uh, surprisingly a, a, a Frasier, a much revered show, <laughs> actually had a plot once about a parrot like Frasier buys a parrot or something. And then he's also dating a model at the same time. And then the, <laughs> the model. So
1: you can see how that would lead to trouble. <laughs> exactly. And then
2: Frasier. He's also a little bit hoity-toity. <laughs> his, <laughs> he's hoity-toity dad his dad, is, his so dad is down to earth. He says the phrase someone says, "Oh, that model, she's real cute." And the parrot says, uh, 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 your girlfriend's real cute." And the parrot goes, "Cute but stupid." And then the and then the model gets really offended. Oh, but Louise. but it yeah. turns
3: out that maybe Fraser was talking about something else exactly. or so did he
1: actually say cute but
3: stupid.
2: No, it was he was referring to something else, oh. like something He was talking he
1: was talking about the parrot. Yeah, Frazier Pro- probably. Yeah, Fraser can't catch a break. Yeah. You can build a close, remote, uh, a sort of family emotional relationship with a parrot
2: because they live like forty years. God, that's maybe that's the pet for me because uh, I have a dog that is going to probably die. and probably dog. will die four, four years. Four yeah. years. <laughs> that's gonna be awful.
3: <laughs> so you'll
1: want and you'll want to kick it up by a factor of ten. Exactly. Yeah. That's the that's the standard rule of thumb. Yeah. Take the time between now and when you expect your pet to die. And then when your pet dies, purchase a pet with a life expectancy of that number times 10. I need it's to get why a- tortoises are such a popular pet.
2: You're suggesting I get a preemptive pet to buffer... The death of a pet. So you don't have a Uh,
1: pet-free time span.
3: No pet gap. (laughs) No
2: no pet gap.
1: Ryan Perez, I am not suggesting a preemptive pet. I'm (laughs) suggesting that the best time to make a decision about purchasing a new pet is probably not when you're grief-stricken about the death of your old pet. So don't, don't shop hungry. That's what what you yeah, it's, it's like going it. to the grocery store in an empty stomach. So you need to you execute 10 You need pythons. to put together what BP didn't have for a deep well oil spill. You need to put together a pet death, pet purchasing emergency plan. <laughs> and the cornerstone of that should be the number between now and when you expect the pet to die times 10 should be the life expectancy of the pet. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a... The only problem is, by the time you get to your fourth pet of your life, uh, your pet is a redwood tree, which is kind of boring, (laughs) unless you can drive through it. (laughs) Yeah. Then it's awful. (laughs) Um, I don't know about this. I don't know about this parrot situation, but I, I will throw this out there. Okay. I know we have listeners all over the world. If you happen to see a gray parrot that responds to Lola, grab it. Grab it with your hands or... If you happen to have a butterfly net handy. Sure. Apply a rubber glove reach into its anus and pull out the super it. <laughs> <laughs> get high for <laughs> mega long <laughs> for 15 minutes we'll be back in just a second on jordan Jesse, go <laughs> <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne,
2: America's radio sweetheart.
1: Jordan Morris, boy detective.
2: And Ryan, the Slammer Perez. It's a pleasure to have you, Slam. (laughs) Uh, Slam Slamski. Coming at you in 3D.
3: (laughs) Wow. Just like um, Last Airbender. Oh,
1: yeah. Turn were we recently talking about the film Magruber? Was that on the was that on the podcast that we talked about Magruber? No, but Magruber is a part of what I want to bring up. Okay. Well, Magruber is a movie that was I think was a failure. Is that correct? Yeah, I think Magruber was a
3: a financial disappointment.
1: Um, but it was a movie that both of us liked a lot.
3: Yeah, yeah, Magruber I thought was Hilarious, and it seemed that *Magruber* uh, signified a kind of a period in my life that I'm in now, where I'm rather enjoying. Where M- you're
1: traveling the world, diffusing bombs.
3: Yeah, exactly. In a hilarious wig. Uh, but yes, like battling against Val Kilmer. Yeah, but absolutely, *Magruber* is—it's so funny throughout. I mean, more so than you know, than so many comedies that you could you could go see. Uh, consistently funny and, and, and you know, great and creative. And um, uh, I feel like it was part of a little stretch I'm in right now where I'm really enjoying some movies that are getting very poorly received, both critically and commercially.
1: Really? Yeah. And Multiple
3: uh, movies? This It's a little bit of a... Little now, bit we of...
1: should let the audience in, for those who are new listeners, that you do have poor-tasted movies. <laughs> sure. <I'm> sure. <laughs> I do tend to enjoy... A you know everyone in town knows it.
3: Jordan yeah, it's Jordan's true. taste. It's sucks. True. They they look at me and shake their heads in the diner.
1: Your primary in but to be fair, your primary sure. interest is in Macoober. films is uh is a self aware movie where many, many, many things happen. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a genre that I like. And I think that this that you can I'd say it's the genre you like.
3: Sure. Uh absolutely. Um And definitely all the the movies I was planning on mentioning are of that genre, but... uh,
1: By the way, I'd like to apologize for perpetrating that jewel heist and disrupting the show with the sound of the siren in the background. That's fine. They'll never take you alive.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I thought this would be maybe a fun time we could all share some movies that uh, have been poorly received, but we don't understand why.
1: So, in other words, if I'm getting... Correct me if I'm getting this wrong... Mm. But is it would a good alternate title for this segment be Jesse? For some reason, once again, talks ad nauseum about how much he loves Pootie Tang and Babe: Pig in the City. Uh,
3: I would encourage you. Those are great. Moves. I would encourage you to think of other ones. Okay, if you can, uh, you know, if you want, I can go first. Maybe okay. Ryan can go second to give you some thinking time. I'm gonna. Ha- but I'm,
1: I'm gonna need like- some thinking time because I've come up so far. I've come up with two. Oh and those two, Pootie
5: Tang okay.
1: and Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. Yes. The, the, and those were both poorly received? Very poorly received. Although um I think Babe Pig in the City had a very divided critical reaction. Yes, uh, there were critics who thought it was. Uh, I
2: mean, I think Gene Siskel picked it as the movie of the year that year. Hmm. Yeah, but it's almost sunk Universal at the time of its re- it was such a box office disaster. Yeah, in that regard, Babe did. Yeah, Babe
3: too. Was it that
1: expensive? Why did? I why was it, was it that that damning to the studio? Well, I think they, they entrusted a lot of money and uh, some big box office stars in uh, the form of Babe the Pig. Yeah. Um, to the director of Mad Max and Mad Max Beyond the (laughs) the Thunderdome. Uh, But a great, unique, I agree, a great um, uh, uh, movie. Jordan, what have you seen lately that was a a film that you loved that was very poorly received?
3: Uh, uh, My first one is uh, Repo Men that came out recently. This was uh, a movie where Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker play future repo men uh, and their job is to repossess the artificial organs that people have not paid for uh so this is a future where you know healthcare has run amok privatized healthcare has run amok and uh do law enforcement Whitaker have to you know through surgery uh kind of kind of recollect these
1: artificial organs that people are buying without having the money for. Do you think when they cast Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker to star in this film, they were looking specifically for the absolute most famous, successful, and accomplished people uh, that they could cast in a film that no one wants to go see a movie starring them. Yeah, it's 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 an odd odd choice. The people uh, with, and
3: certainly, I will give you that Jude Law is miscast.
1: The most uh, the most prestige, charisma, uh, skill, yeah. uh, fame. Yeah. Uh, that you could absolutely have in someone who brings nothing to the table box office wise. Sure. <laughs>
4: exactly.
2: And yeah, <laughs> and definitely the character that Julia These are bought. both brilliant actors. Don't oh, yeah. get me wrong. I think they're both wonderful. Amazing actors that people uh, compelling on screen. No one wants to
1: uh, no one will rush out to see. No. Yeah. No one wants to go see the new Forrest Whitaker. Yeah.
3: Um wasn't wasn't he in some sort of kind of goof, goofy ethnic comedy recently kind of marketed toward toward the ethnic demo wasn't he like He was goofy trying to get dad? his Tyler Tyler Perry on? I what, it was not a Tyler Perry movie but it was a Tyler Perry-esque movie. Oh, something about marriage. Uh Sure. Uh, the wacky fart marriage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, fart
1: marriage. Fart. It's just <laughs> called fart marriage in the territories. Here's the thing. Know. They the the uh successful young woman is looking for a good man but she has to she has having a hard time balancing work and career and also Forrest Whitaker who plays her father is always farting sure <laughs> He's always stinking up the joint yep with his problem flatulence okay uh, but but man. repo
3: man is uh, uh i've said uh, and yeah Jude Law's miscast i mean the character is meant to be uh a kind of a down on his luck uh every man kind of a kind of a middle class guy who's you know kind of a kind of the middle class guy who's gotten in over his head financially It's kind of a, He's kind of a, a sad dad type Um He's beautiful He's too beautiful a- Absolutely He is yeah. so Gorgeous You're like Well why don't If you're You get fired from your job Why don't you just Be an underwear model Cause you're yeah. so beautiful Or a high class Male escort Yeah Um but you know that movie star charisma. Or just a guy in a bowler who people give twenty dollars because sure, he looks great in a bowler. Sure. Exactly. Um, but he his movie starness is so apparent in this, and just so fun to watch. You 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 kind of will will forgive the fact that he's not right for the role, just because he's got this. You know, just like George Clooney. You know, like I feel like George Clooney is wrong for a lot of the parts he takes. But you're just like, well, f- fucking fun to watch Clooney.
1: Is he really wrong for some of the parts he takes?
3: Maybe. I mean, I think he. He gets in over... I mean, I think that maybe that was a problem with, like, a burn after reading, which I liked a lot, too. I'm like, man, this isn't really for Clooney, but this is fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I didn't really like burn after reading. I have to say, although, man... There was that one part in uh, Burn After Reading where John Malkovich is doing the exercise video. Yeah. And that was one of the greatest things I've ever sure. seen. You can look that up on your YouTube. That's great.
2: There's at least like three really good scenes in that movie. That, yeah.
1: I think like that ending scene too. I mean, if that – I mean – Wasn't Brad Pitt in that or something? Yeah. yeah. Brad, I don't like Brad sure. Pitt. Sure. Brad Pitt yeah. also a, a, a degree of miscasting. I don't dislike him personally, but I don't like the things that people give Brad Pitt credit for in terms of stretching his skills – I feel like he's consistently, each time he has stretched his skills, it has been beyond the breaking point. <laughs> sure. And he should st- we should stop giving him credit for that and start encouraging him to, to just do stuff where the fact that he's very handsome and charismatic and a good, and a good actor yeah. uh, are what's important and not him doing a voice. Yeah,
2: I would rather see, a, I don't care to see a versatile actor who's going to sort of not get there. Like, yeah, you know, just give me the give me the good actor. Give me the actor that fits the part. You don't, I don't see
1: Malkovich doing a voice in that movie. You put Malkovich in there. What's he gonna do? Malkovich around? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna knock it out of the ballpark. <clears throat>
4: yeah.
3: Um, oh, Repo Man. You know, tone very similar to RoboCop. Kind of that funny, satirical sci-fi movie that I feel like you don't see too much anymore. And. uh uh very not like in the golden age of hollywood yeah right <laughs> um and uh uh and i like very gory for an action movie which i feel like action movies are usually pg13 these days and kind of castrated uh this is just supremely gory and fun to watch uh yeah usually i feel like the gore is saved for the saws of the world yeah uh, uh and uh, for just an action movie you don't get you know get that kind of uh, intense gore and this has it and it's great and uh yeah and it's got a shitty twist at the end but it's certainly
2: worth watching anyway do you got
1: anything ryan i i, I can offer something if you're not ready uh, no i think i
2: got okay. one i got i, I second mcgruber uh that was a, a very f- uh funny movie that for some reason did not uh, i think people just were had already made a judgment about it out of the gate. i, I think the the poor box office performance had nothing to do with the film itself because i think if People actually saw the movie; they yeah. would. I think really was very. I fun. think it'll yeah. probably
3: be a you know a dorm room DVD hit. It'll certainly. be yeah.
2: It'll be a it'll have a long life in the aftermarket. Um,
3: <laughs> but uh I, as, a, as an accessory for Honda Civics, exactly. <laughs> sure. It's gonna come. Yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come standard with every Ford Focus. Yeah. Uh,
2: I saw a movie I, that I really liked the other day called Gentleman uh, Broncos. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, I, I have some th- th- thoughts
3: is. about Gentleman Broncos, too. Go ahead, though.
2: Yeah, I, I actually, um, people, I think, when it came out, they said it was not funny. They said it was twee. This they is from the
3: uh, Napoleon Dynamite
2: guy. Yeah, Jared Hess. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I really liked Napoleon Dynamite, strangely, when it came out. And I actually liked... Um, I did,
3: too. I definitely... Yeah. It was one of those things where the, the, uh, the preceding T-shirts and... Shitty people quoting it to you kind of hurt your feeling about it in hindsight, but yeah, like sitting there watching the movie, I, it's it's totally funny.
2: Yeah, the phenomenon that developed around it, I didn't I didn't care for, but much in the same way I didn't like when I saw Pulp Fiction, I thought it was great until everyone <laughs> sure. else had seen it, and then see. I hated it. But um, well, Gentlemen Broncos, I think is really is really good. I mean, not a perfect movie, but there's more very solid and strange laughs in it than uh, than a lot of movies. Jermaine Clement. Is terrific in it. It uh, plays a very... Um, Did you watch
1: the film Nacho Libre? Jordan, weren't you a big defender of Nacho yeah, Libre? Yeah, I like I Nacho like Libre. <laughs> yeah. Nacho Libre is
2: really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's some great parts. Something
1: I w- that surprised me about Nacho Libre when I watched it was how boring it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not uh, a ton happens in <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and, I, and, I, and I, you know what? I think I, overall, I think I actually liked it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying this exclusively just to put it down and dismiss it. But I was impressed that as an actual major motion picture starring a movie star that had clearly, you know, had some money put into it, it was astonishingly dull. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and maybe kind of a movie aimed at kids that was so dull you know yeah. like usually those
3: kind of kid friendly comedies
1: it was sort of like what if a children's film had been directed by some kind of like a combination of Wes Anderson and possibly Jim Jarmusch <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the aesthetic sense of Wes Anderson and the pacing of a Jim Jarmusch
2: yeah and kind of the lighting of a just a low budget Mexican movie you know yeah. like, like made in part to look like a low budget Mexican movie uh, but some really it was on cable the other day I watched a little bit of it and it was hilarious there's a lot of madness
1: yeah. in that gentleman Broncos is that correct
2: yes uh and it's it's also if you're into sci fi sci fi books sci fi movies you'll you you might like some of the jokes in it and uh i don't know i just i can- i found probably eighty percent of the movie i connected with immediately and really enjoyed uh yeah. and, and it's it's it is a little it is a little uh fussy it is a little knick-knacky or whatever but you know uh once you get over that i i i'm at a point now where as a film viewer i'm I look. I try to enjoy everything I see, and I'm able to look past, you know, some maybe overzealous art direction, uh, you know, uh, so that it, because there's a good story there or something, you know, or there are, there are funny lines.
3: Yeah, it definitely it has that thing about like, oh, this adheres so closely to this, you know, cutesy poo filmmaking style. But yeah, but do yeah, if you get over all the, you know, funny nightgowns that the mom is wearing. Yeah, uh, there's tons of funny stuff in it anyway. Yeah.
1: I was having a conversation with a gentleman named Todd Levin, who, some, uh, who I think some of our listeners may know. as a, uh, He's been a repeated guest on Never Not Funny. Um, and I, he and I were talking about Sylvester Stallone. Well, to be fair, we were talking about Frank Stallone, <laughs> um, which is one of my favorite topics. I know it's one of yours, Jordan, oh, sure. because you've had some great personal interactions yeah, yeah, with Frank. Yeah, absolutely. Friend. Um, but he's Frankie boy, he's he, the best he, he's, and, and certainly, you know, I'll say right off the top Before we get into the Sylvester Stallone stuff If you haven't listened to Frank Stallone's appearances On the Adam Carolla program uh, Particularly he did one sort of hour It's the best hour and a half of podcasting You could ever enjoy really? Frank Stallone's a fucking delight yeah. And you can hear Carolla marveling at what a delight he is Throughout the entire 90 minutes uh, he even, he's, he's more of a gabber than Corolla is, which is remarkable, but just a joyful, delightful man. So I'm talking to Todd about this and, uh, it comes up that I think you, the time that you ran into him mm-hmm. was at the red carpet for, um, I, I think Rocky Balboa. Yeah.
3: This was the Rocky reboot sequel, not a reboot. It was a it was sequel. not a Rocky reboot. Uh, yes. Anyway, that Rocky happened. Balboa. It was a total. Tunnel- yeah, right.
1: It was a tonal reboot, uh, but timeline-wise, it was a sequel. Um, I really liked Rocky Balboa. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good movie. I thought it was great to see. I really liked the tone of the film. I loved the idea of seeing... uh, uh, I think the tone of the film was very true to the tone of the first Rocky movie, which is something that is really thrilling to see in a Hollywood film, a movie that's about... you know, Even though it is... Even though it does have a very simple structure that is very much about a direct physical conflict, um, it's so character and ambiance driven. And I thought Rocky Balboa had that same quality about it. Um, And I really liked it.
2: So there's that. Uh, I never saw it and I never when I swear when uh, these movies were coming out Rocky and the new Rambo movie I saw the trailers and I said I will be first in line to see both those movies and then I think maybe part because of the uh, critical drubbing uh, I kind of stayed away from both but I I think this is probably a mistake
1: yeah I went to see it with my uh, my beloved wife Teresa and uh, Teresa also liked it Uh, Teresa is uh, there's another point of uh, point of data on your graph. (laughs) <laughs>
3: sure. I feel like Rocky Balboa made money, though. I feel like it was a commercial success.
1: Was it? I don't know if I... It's, that's been a while. I, there's no reason I'm, for me to know that. I'm judging, but. I'm judging this by... I picked something that I liked that I figure people will make fun of me on the message board for liking. Okay. That's a great litmus test for this That for was this the best game. I could come up with was Rocky Balboa. But I think that's pretty good. Rocky Balboa, yeah. I really liked it.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. That's good. I, you know, another movie I liked in that, in that regard... Um, not that it was completely hated, and it was actually a box office success, but I think people make fun of me a little bit for it, is Taken. I don't know if you saw the movie Taken with Oh, Liam yeah, Neeson. I
3: watched that in a hotel room recently. It was I, on HBO.
2: I loved it probably more than any thriller I've seen in five years. I thought it was terrific.
1: And uh, I, You uh, know what I loved? Speaking of Liam Neeson, I loved watching Liam Neeson recently uh, promoting the A-Team movie on Regis and Kelly. <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, it was Amazing. Because, number one, you could not have more, you could not be more compelling than Liam Neeson is. He's so huge, for one thing, so handsome in such a striking way. Not in a pretty way, but in just a commanding way. Sure. He has that spectacular voice. You know, it's, a, it's an incredibly rich voice before you even get to the, uh, uh, before you even get to the accent. And it could not be more at odds with Regis and Kelly. (laughs) Like, every quality. Like, clearly he had not gotten up before 11 a.m. in months. Um, Clearly he uh, hated the A-Team movie. (laughs) Um, He was completely perplexed as to why he was there, what was going on around him, uh, and just bursting out with this sort of mild... Like just mild disc- he was trying to be nice, but it just ended up being mildly disgruntled behavior because that was all he could muster, given that he was talking to Kelly Rippa and Regis Philbin, <laughs> yeah. and he was Liam Neeson. But th- but I feel like his whole career has taken a turn. For wasn't he in Clash of the Titans? Yeah, too? Neeson's
3: been in. has uh, <laughs> been in some real shit piles lately. <laughs> He's
1: cashing in. Yeah. Uh,
2: but what did, what was it about Taken that you liked so much? Uh, just the, the super realistic punching. It was all the realistic punching. It was the realism of the movie as a whole. I just thought. I just thought the. Um, you know what I liked about it? It was a dad. It was a. Uh, it was a movie marketed to divorced dads. Like it was a movie for. It was a fantasy movie for divorced dads and uh i thought that was just a myth. i will make a
1: difference in my daughter's life <laughs>
2: exactly yeah, even i have to punch 80 guys and uh, much in the in the manner of like a death wish movie or something i don't whatever it is that speaks to the to, whatever it is that speaks to a divorced dad speaks to me because i was the uh, cruel I, irony
1: is uh, that the the <laughs> very punching that broke up my marriage is what will save my daughter <laughs> exactly. uh,
2: the fact that i'm a i'm a i don't feel emotion very much will now uh, will now aid me in rescue <laughs> My, My greatest
1: strength.
2: Yeah, that's definitely kind
3: of a theme in Repo Man is that Jude Law is this kind of like you know uh, a metaphorically castrated guy, and yeah. uh, he kind of rises. You know, he rises above that to be a to be a hero anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I want to throw it out to our audience. Uh, action item: What poorly regarded films uh, did you love, and why? Remember to keep it pithy. Sure, we're not going to play some fucking treatise. You gotta be pithy. You gotta keep it tight, punchy. Make some impact. Get in, get out. Bros icing bros. Sure. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La 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 la
0: la, la, la 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 la.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And Ryan, the Slammer Perez. Uh, we have a sponsor this week, Jordan. you're uh, mm. on Jordan Jesse Go, uh, here's the deal. If you send us 150 bucks, we will deliver your commercial message for your business or uh, uh, business-like enterprise. For $100, bucks, we will deliver your personal message, uh, Jumbotron at the ballpark style. Mm. And that is what this week's sponsor is. It is on behalf of Jordan Jesse Go fan Andrew Foster. Um, and he is—he uh, has sponsored this week's Jordan Jesse Go that we might congratulate Emily Davis and Matt Hensley on their wedding day, uh, which is Saturday the seventeenth in Portland, Oregon. Oh, come Isn't that on, beautiful! You kids making it work. This is the perfect show for us to congratulate these folks on, too, sure. don't
4: you think?
3: Yeah, and I mean, maybe, uh, maybe if you're looking for a wedding gift, get him a copy of Repo Man on Blu-ray. <laughs> Bring the
1: theater experience home. Um, we are so happy to congratulate Emily Davis and Matt Hensley. Uh, we wish you all the best, Matt and Emily. We think the world of you. Uh, you're going you're to be a very beautiful couple, have many beautiful children.
2: Hope it doesn't rain on that wedding day up there in Portland. <laughs> Good luck.
1: <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan and Jesse Go. La,
0: la, 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 la.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's
2: radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ryan the Slammer Perez. Great. Are you trying out different voices still, Ryan? I'm still trying it. Trying, just seeing what's funny. Ryan. (laughs) That. That's your answer. That's funny.
1: I think we just found out that that is what is. That's the very definition of humor. Was that the funniest one? Somebody call Tad Friend and have him write it up for the New Yorker. (laughs) That's what comedy is. (laughs) Um, from time to time we ask our listeners to call in when something momentous happens to them for a segment we call Momentous Occasions let's go to the tape
0: hi this is Shannon from Omaha calling in a momentous occasion from the bus stop Um, I get hit on a lot when I'm waiting for the bus because those kind of guys like me and I was um, trying this. uh,
1: guys without cars sure.
0: maybe 17, 16 year old kid was trying to pick me up today and he was on the way to the pool with his, like, seven- or eight-year-old brother. And he was just making conversation with me about various things. You know, where do you work? Oh, I'm banned from there. I wasn't stealing, though. Stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, the little brother rolled his eyes and walked away. And then the older brother said, Eli, where are you going? And the younger brother goes, I can't see you get shot down again. It's too hard. And um, I laughed a lot, and then I did shoot him down. So I felt kind of bad about that, but it was awesome, and it totally made my day. And thanks, bye.
1: Oh, that is momentous. That
3: is momentous. Yeah. I like I like that idea. That idea comes through that, like when you're 16, the most impressive thing you can say to a girl is like places you've gotten kicked out of. Like yeah. that's that's their that's their badge
1: of honor. Um, well, let's take we we also asked people to call in last week with their. Uh, with their worst song lyrics in a song that they actually like. And apparently this one, uh, I did not screen these calls. Christian, the new intern, did. He says this one is both a momentous occasion and a response to that action item.
0: Hey, Jordan,
4: Jesse, Go. This is Patrick Floyd from Nebraska. I had a momentous occasion I wanted to call in about. Uh, I was sharing a hotel room with my brother this weekend. We were traveling for the 4th. And uh, apparently I talked in my sleep. And one of the things I said was, That's not good. Titties. <laughs> so apparently I was dreaming about, I don't know, some disastrous titties or possibly like a disastrous event that happened near titties. It's impossible to know. Uh and as long as we're on the uh titty tip, so to speak, uh I also won the nomination for uh worst uh song lyric, which is by Tim Fight. It's in the song Change Clothes, and it is You've got mustard on your titties. Wipe that mustard off your titties. And that's a really bad lyric all on its own, but you also need to bear in mind that that's apropos of nothing else in the song. He doesn't mention titties or mustard anywhere else in the song, except for in that part.
1: It's not a song about mustard, in other words. (laughs) It's not an ode (laughs) to mustard. That most delicious of ground seeds. I'm
4: a little uncomfortable
1: by the word titties. I think we just found that out. Yeah. Did you know already that you were uncomfortable around the word titties? Should I have avoided that? No. I mean, I'm
3: learning things about
2: myself. But,
3: yeah, something something about it rubbed me the wrong way. Anyway.
2: Said with conviction, I think it works. But this, yeah, I didn't feel it. Yeah, the guy's wavering voice. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So we we also were asking people about their worst board game experiences. Uh, As predicted, there are tons of board game nerds in our audience. They're board game nerding out each other. All over our fucking message board right now. There's a twelve trillion. They're page having thing fun about their fucking board games. Um, but we had we were discussing the fact that I can't play board games because I get too upset. And um, uh, we asked people for their worst if they had strategies to help me or for their worst experiences.
5: Hey Jordan. Hey Jesse. Hey possible guests. Uh This is uh, Seth. I had a uh, an entry for the. Uh for people who are horrible to play uh, board games with, people who are way too competitive playing board games. I was a, uh, a medic in the Army, and uh, we were in Iraq for the invasion, and uh, somebody had a Scrabble board, which was just uh, a reproduction of the board on paper, unlike butcher paper that we had laminated, and so you could roll it up and stick it in a backpack, and then we just also had the tiles that went with it, and, uh, we had, we were playing with this one, we'd taken, we'd been in a firefight earlier that day, but, uh, we had some downtime and we were in an old, you know, burned up, bombed out building and, uh, we were eating and we decided to fit in a game of Scrabble really quick. And, uh, we were playing with this one guy who had a notoriously hair trigger, just a, a fiery temper, just a, a real, just crazy kind of guy And uh, we were playing with him, and uh, there was a word played that he wanted to challenge. Oh, I should mention also, we didn't have a dictionary at the time to play with. And uh, so he wanted to challenge the word, but we all thought that the word should stand. Well, it escalated really quickly into yelling and then screaming at each other across the board. And then he (laughs) picked up his rifle, chambered around, and and was pointing it. At uh, the, the guy who played the word, who instantly responded by drawing his weapon in retaliation, and uh, so we we had to talk those two down so we didn't have a shooting incident over over Scrabble. So that's where I learned that board board games and firearms do not mix. Uh, sorry, I had to be kind of vague. Uh, some of the people involved actually listened to the program, but I uh, just wanted to share my story. Uh, love your guys' show. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye wow
1: i apologize Whoa. for those booping sounds that's uh jordan's iphone booping on my computer because we had to plug it in for a little <laughs> extra juice sure. i don't think you can really top that board game nightmare
2: uh, no that's gunplay my god that is an amazing story you
1: know who the other people
2: in this story were
1: i don't mean to blow their cover no ice cube mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and george clooney oh man
3: <laughs> i'd love to see that movie
1: yeah um okay great if you uh if w- i think we'll continue to take we're going to shut down board games but i think we'll keep it on uh worst song lyrics in a song that you like uh 206-984-4-fun and of course we're always happy to accept your personal questions or your moments of shame in addition to your momentous occasions uh all at 206-984-4-fun oh
3: and secret sex party guy call back
1: uh he emailed us Okay, we'll be back in just a second Now, Jordan and Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Ryan the Schlammer Perez. Best one yet. Yeah, that's good, because... Uh if you think when I think pogs mm-hmm. I think older gentlemen. Sure.
3: Older Midwestern
1: gentlemen maybe. Like a Jimmy Stewart from Uh I don't
2: I don't know how you settle your differences but we slam our pogs. That's well. That's I think in the old days in olden times uh you know World War 2 and such these uh, what do you think they were playing? They brought up big coins. Why why do you think old men are so interested in coins? <laughs> <laughs> Decorative. Old that are very yeah. interesting. <laughs> well
1: known fact. Well known fact. They, those were the pogs of their day. <laughs> Some people think it's because of their shine or something like that, but it's because they're the pogs of their day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan, it's been a delight to have you on the program. It's been a delight to be here.
2: I, I, I you know, longtime listener. Long-time <laughs> listener. I <was> gonna <laughs> first say, I was time gonna guest. Say, yeah, first time guest. time listener. You guys are doing uh, doing uh, God's work. That's very that's nice of you that's to say, so Ryan. Um, um, yeah, really fun.
1: Say hi to our friends on Saturday Night Live.
2: Um, um well, Lord Michaels, of course, <laughs> Michaels, <laughs> Gilly, McGruber, sure, uh, the whole gang, the dick in a box guys, the whole gang. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I was thinking, I mean, I don't know if you, John Lovitz, you could say hi to John Lovitz, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Julia Lovitz, louis uh, Dreyfus, uh, Anthony Michael Hall.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everyone, uh, when you're on Saturday Night Live, you just have to live in the building, exactly. right? For the rest of your life, people that haven't been there in years, Damon Waynes, Ben Stiller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Uh. Yep. Anyway,
3: a long <laughs> and illustrious television history. It was great to have
1: you on the show, Ryan Perez. Do you have any special internet things that we should make sure people visit besides your Saturday Night Lives and your funnierdie.coms? Uh
2: just uh really go to uh go to funnierdie.com and uh if you're interested in uh in uh, laughs uh, you can to
1: maybe type in Ryan Perez. Yeah,
2: type yeah, right yeah, if you want to see things I've made. You can type
1: in right here's how about this. Type yeah. go to funnyordie.com, type in Ryan Perez. Whatever your favorite thing is that you find, post it on the forum in the thread for this week's episode. I'm gonna get a forum. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this
3: episode's oh, 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 gonna okay. get Okay, all right, all right, uh, great. great, great.
2: So. Also, post what voice you thought was the funniest. Like, <laughs> yeah. was it that first one? Was it the second one? Describe. Line? Give a little name to the voice. Was it the old man? Because this is a one-man show. Is gonna be built around whatever you, whatever you guys. <laughs> our action over. items. I love those. Our
1: action <laughs> items continue to be: uh, uh, what's the worst lyric in a song that you actually like, and. Uh, what film poorly received did you love? And that's something you can discuss, of course, on the forum as well. But we'd like your pithy telephone calls on that subject at 206 984 fun You can email me if you you know what? what? You don't have to email me anymore because the Sound of Young America at Jordan Jesse Go just hired a new development director. Okay. You can hire you can email Teresa Thorne, our new development director, at Teresa at maximumfun org if you would like to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, it's a hundred bucks for a personal message, a hundred and fifty bucks for a commercial message. Or, of course, if you want to have a long term relationship with us, we can figure something out. Sure. Um, and uh, if you want Jordan Jesse Go stuff, visit MaxFunStore.com. Or if you're a donor, check your mailbox because t shirts are arriving all over the country right now. I've been getting these emails, people showing us how cool their t shirts are. I'm really happy about it. Yes, right. as am I. It's wonderful. There's great stuff you can get in the store. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff. We got the uh, rocket chip hoodie and the whole nine yards. If you haven't been to MaxFunStore.com lately, take a look around. I think you might find something you like. They're all printed on ultra premium uh, alternative apparel tees. Sure. Ooh. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Gal.